1: A deer with an upset stomach. Elka Seltzer. <laughs> Get it like an elk?
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's still just like, it's not the same breed, though. It's no. like a totally different animal. I <laughs> know. That's what made it fun. It's a stretch. it so
0: stretchy. <laughs> oh, wow. Stretchy. Yeah. That's funny. The Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. Welcome to the range, everybody. My name is The Dude, and I am here with my good friends Walter Sobchek, Jesus, and Donnie. And our fallen comrade Donnie. <laughs> Donnie has joined us today. Yeah, he died in an altercation, not a gunshot.
1: He's here with us, though. Yeah,
0: in spirit. Yep. And then, of course, we got Quintana over there. (laughs) That creep can roll, man. So, hey, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us for this special Halloween episode of the Range Podcast. As you can see, uh, we are here uh, as the Big Lebowski crew and just wanted to take a minute to kind of have a chat amongst ourselves, uh, considering we haven't had many opportunities to talk since the busy season has started, and so we figure what better of a way to do it than to dress up as the cast of one of our favorite all-time movies, and also uh, just have a discussion about some gear and kind of get back into the swing of um, having conversations amongst ourselves here in the shop. So, how are you guys doing? Doing all right, man. Doing fantastic. Walter, Excellent. what's going on in your world, man? Um
2: actually getting out uh hunting this weekend. There you looking go. forward to it. So to nice. get on the stand on Friday. Hopefully while you guys are working here for the first time this year. We might shut you guys out. have already like hunted like probably five times as much as I have in the last few years, so oh, you'll just actually, this year. Yeah. You'll
0: actually get out before I do. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, right on. I okay. won't get out till Sunday.
2: Right on. Um yeah, and like i'm i'm excited but also a little anxious you know i'm from texas and uh my uh father-in-law was showing me where he was sitting as sitting in my stand um and he uh zooms in on these two bears black Mm. bears and then all of a sudden he slowly zooms out and there's oh there's a third bear and it keeps going oh fourth no, keeps going. And then a fifth bear. So, uh, there's five bears hanging around my stand, apparently. Nice. Yeah, so it'll make the, uh, the walk at 5 a.m. a little interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Got some competition. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, looking
0: forward to that. Just So you won't be hunting then on Saturday since you don't a Shabbos, right? Shom Shom. Yeah, but, I mean,
2: it's no electricity. I mean, no technology. I mean, are you really going to count technology on these bows? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. We're just making sure.
1: Okay. So I'd take you on a Saturday. Oh, please.
0: I think it's really just <laughs> and about West. doing any work at all. Anything <laughs> yeah. that involves any type of work. Yeah, that's
2: not work. That's yeah. that's a pleasure. Okay, good. 100%. Well, is... <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got to fit the role here, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Quintana? Uh, I will, in fact, be rolling this Saturday. Nice. And Sunday. Um. But, yeah, it'll be a metro, like, public hunt, so nothing interesting. But, yeah, you know, I've already, you know, hence the name Jesus, I'm already, you know, winning and, you know, I already got a deer down. So, you know, that was a Saturday, so this guy taking him off, that's what happens. No, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, uh, busy season's finally slowing down a little bit, so, you know, we're getting this opportunity to actually do this, so that'll be cool, but trying some new things out and uh been hunting and i'll be back out west here in a couple weeks so yeah so just been hunting and trying new things out shop is you know slowing down a little bit too up front um again everyone's in the woods now so gives us a little bit of breathing room finally Mm -hmm. much needed we got some uh recovery to do out back in manufacturing more for next year so yeah we're already looking aren't we rory yes we are walter sorry yeah
0: it's uh regroup and reengage that's right how about you dude well you know i'm gonna finally get out hunting too i think i don't know we'll try we'll just see you know you got when you got little ones you just kind of roll with it right if you can if i can get out i'll get out if i can't i can't i don't have like a real good spot to go but i just want to go you know so it's very dude of you yeah so yeah i'm gonna try to uh get up into my saddle On Sunday morning And then uh, so this weekend Susan and I are Celebrating my birthday Slash our anniversary Kind of in the same Weekend she got me tickets to Nick Offerman at Mystic Lake Nice Nice. So we're going to go check that out And then spend the night there My sister's going to watch Emma for the night And then hopefully Then Sunday I'll get out hunting We'll see what happens with that And yeah, that's about it. That's, it's going to be my weekend. So sounds like a good weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we, so we wanted to talk about some new things that we have coming up, uh, some pretty exciting things that we've been kind of just itching to get out there and tell people about. And we've been waiting on, you know, supplies and some other things to, to come in so that we can get this stuff rolling. The ideation has been there and, and it's, you know, we've got prototypes and everything. We've had them for a while, but again, just kind of waiting for stuff. So now we have everything. We're going to start building up to, to it all. But um, we talked, I've talked a few times when we did a contest discussing a new stabilizer that we have coming out on the market. And, uh, well, it's a, it's a new take on an existing stabilizer that we have uh, on our acrylic stabilizer. And there should be a little bit of information coming out, too, on the outdoor podcast with Bowhunter Planet. Uh, and I discuss it briefly in that uh, during that podcast okay so y'all have seen my bow already so we're going to start with this one because it's nothing I mean you've seen it Um, but as you can see here here is um, the new acrylic stabilizer it's our uh, we actually have a a new name for it it's called the Aluma series Mm -hmm. and this is an acrylic stabilizer with a uh, Duracoat correct over the top, um, which is a which is a really really durable.
2: Yeah, uh, I've painted coating. several firearms with Duracoat, and it's lasted decades. So um, the reason we did not choose to use Saracoat is because you got to bake it. Well, and you know acrylic might melt when yeah. you bake it. So I can imagine um, that goes too well. There's obviously a um, a reason why we chose Duracoat as the best uh, material to use on the acrylic, and uh, yeah, it's going to hold up to. Um, pretty much anything that you throw at it as far as in the field, um, as far as durability. And
0: I must say that it looks damn sexy. I am just going to flip this camera lens around here real quick because you can kind of see it a little bit better. The lighting in this room isn't so great. But here you can see how when you get outside, um, it glows Focus. pretty yeah. nicely and uh that's just by natural light too yeah and so um and then i've got this back bar on here too that you can you can see having a hard time getting it to focus but and the beauty of it is it doesn't
2: have the glare like the normal acrylic which we've had very few people complain about but that was the one thing that if you're hunting oh the acrylic might have a reflection well guess what your watch is going to reflect too um, your sunglasses are going to reflect, My glasses. Um, yeah, I'm, I bet they do. So, um, anyway, if you have been one of those people that don't like to have, uh, things that reflect in the field, well, guess what? You now can rock acrylic and there's no reflection whatsoever. And it has, has a nice, uh, natural glow to it. It literally looks like there's a light in it, but it's not.
1: Yeah. And I can speak on some of the durability As you know, I've already been out, you know a couple times and been out west already you know on one trip and it's it's fine it looks brand new um and yeah i just the balance is great you're, you're,
2: bow. you're with your bow face down on the muck
1: yes quite literally I mean, <laughs> the the sight still has mud in it um but yeah uh, try not to beat the living heck out of it um especially since everything on there's pretty new um but yeah, I'm I'm excited for it too. Um, how many different colors are we offering these in? Uh, four
2: uh, acrylic colors. That's the uh, internal color, the actual acrylic itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're asking, uh, we're doing another four of the Duracoat. So, you know, you got some combinations there as far as uh, uh, what you can add to it as far as making your bow set up unique and custom so um I, i'll just go ahead and say that man the orange acrylic looks really good and so
1: does the blue the, the red is oh it gosh. fluorescent red is that the one yeah. that just slow red yeah. yeah i want that so bad but mm-hmm. again like rick was saying we're still trying to get you know all the things in place to have these things ready for you guys and um, right now i'm running ice blue you are as well i am blue. rocking the ice blue. yeah, yeah. and they're awesome yeah and uh you
2: know the big thing about acrylic which we need to get into is the the dampening properties mm. is definitely an outperformer for uh, when you compare it uh, with with the uh, industry standard of carbon um, there's a reason that uh, we hold a patent with the uh, the acrylic stabilizers and because the dampening properties are amazing um, you know helicopter windshields are made out of acrylic and uh, basketball. Um, notice right. that when you watch the NBA or whatever, um, or WNBA, you know, whoever. I I don't know. That's just a league I can't get into. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the backboard, they don't shatter anymore. There's a reason because they, they're made out of acrylic. Mm. Yeah. Um, amazing dampening properties. Um, so it's really cool now that we uh, – have another take on the acrylic series and a way to make it more custom and actually more low-key It doesn't um like i said earlier doesn't have a lot of reflection to it
0: what sizes uh we're gonna do six eight and ten <clears throat> just like we already do now and it will also be available in the acrylic ss1 Ooh, correct nice. at some point as well nice So the samples that we just showed on my bow that was the orange acrylic with the sniper green coating and then you'll get to see a few samples of the ice blue with the gray coating and then we'll also have uh, like Hollywood had mentioned earlier flow red acrylic and then we'll also have the flow green acrylic and then we've got what other finishes aside from sniper green and gray they all match our um stoker eyes series so you
2: got um sniper green you got the black oxide um
0: the gray wolf um and then tactical tan tactical tan okay so 16 different color options and then three different lengths
1: six eight and ten yep yeah. And that, that black looks so nice, too. Yeah, it does. It really pops. Dude, like the black someone, and the flow
2: red together. Whew.
1: Yeah. If someone wants some spicy colors, match their strings up and whatnot, that black really pops. If, yeah. if they've got black yeah. incorporated with it, it's mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah, I was already telling Corey Anderson about this,
2: the new product we're rolling out, and he already has a has a special request for the black and flow red. Mm-hmm. So Nice. We'll be sending him one. He'll be one of the first
0: to have one in his hands. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So yeah, cool. So happy to be able to get that out there and, and, and kind of talk to some of the, our diehards, you know, the ones that are listening to the podcast and, you know, they're going to get the first scoop on, on the new stabilizer that we're doing. Uh, And so for those of you who are participated in our contest, uh, we figure what we would probably do. I did mention that we were going to announce it during a podcast. So what we were are going to do here. As we're going to do a live, um, we're going to share the screen here, and we're going to roll the dice. All right, here we go. We're going to spin the wheel and announce the winner of their choice of uh, new stabilizer. They'll get uh, one of the new camo hats, a set of VTX bowstrings, and a sticker pack. Sweet. So, sweet. And then they also get the pride of Letting everybody know that they were a winner. Let's see who it is. No whammies, no whammies. Oh, just went over. Mr. Brandon Bailey. Congratulations, man. Of course. (laughs) We will be reaching out, and uh, we'll let you know. Um, I'll shoot you an email, and then you can let us know what you would like for a stabilizer. Right on. Congrats. Woohoo. Yep. Moving on, Walter is going to talk a little bit about his bow, his new setup that he's got going on for this year. Yeah, I'm going to use your pad. And here, also, pad. Get into a few, tell. also get into a few features that, uh, new features that we have on some products. Yeah, we'll get that, that are on his bow. We'll jump right into that. Yeah. So, as you guys know, we came out with the
2: um, Gen Integrate 8X. Um, You know we had um elevation and windage adjustments with thumb knobs to make it convenient so when you want to make the adjustment in the field um it's you know we made it very easy to do so but um as as you guys know the the newer bows always come out with um you know new features and well uh the v3 v3x and phase four with matthews they are all big on that little profile with the quiver So we changed our 8X to be um, more compatible uh, with the uh, Matthews V3, V3X Phase 4, and other bows that also are into the low profile um, when it comes to the quiver. So now, as you can see, there are no thumb knobs. And look how easy the quiver is removed. And there's actually probably, what, a quarter of an inch space in between the rest and the quiver so Mm -hmm. i mean it is sleek and slick and there's tons of room so there is no contact with your arrows um and you uh are ready to fire away with no issues at all man um i'm i was pretty happy how uh this came out as far as uh alleviating that issue and getting rid of that windage knob um, we still kept the elevation knob in place um, because, well, we wanted to make it easy uh, for you guys to make adjustments. So now you just need your Allen key. Look, if you're going in the field without an Allen tool, um, you, you're, one, really ballsy, and, two, um, you know, probably just, uh, you know, I would say a little ignorant because uh, you need to be ready for uh, uh, anything that happens in the field, and you have to make adjustments. Um in order to perform well uh so uh yeah therefore better have your
0: allen key with you and you can um, move your windage when needed yeah i mean you should already have one anyways because you got to loosen up the lock screw in order to move it so there shouldn't be any issues there uh, as far as whether you have you know i I believe we're it is a different size Mm -hmm. i think but as long as you have the standard. you know allen key set that most shops have or most archers have you'll have everything there that you need to make the adjustments that are necessary
2: yeah we also added a few other features such as uh the new etching symbols we just want to make it very intuitive and easy you, know, you shouldn't be guessing what screw does what so uh, we made uh, little lock symbols for the ones that actually lock the windage and elevation. Um, and of course, if you need to make the adjustment, you loosen them, and then you actually go to the windage um, screw and then the uh, elevation knob. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah.
2: and of course, the um, elevation knob still has the uh, Allen key inside of it, of course, too. So mm-hmm. you know, because if you have fat fingers like me, um, it's a little hard to move that knob. Yeah. Um, but that pretty much sums up the new features on the 8x um, that continue to,
0: to um, we you know, we're all about continuing to improve our products. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what other cool things you got on there now? You've got the, uh, the Fire Knock titanium upgrade kit. I do. And that like really adds a
2: lot of balance and gets uh, rid of um, some excess weight, too. Mm-hmm.
1: It feels yeah. good in your hands. It's incredible. You wouldn't think all those little screws make that big of a difference, but... Once we threw that in, it's like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. not even the same bow.
2: Yeah, it feels like it's almost got a a floating, like quality to it. Right. When you pick Rick, it up Rick, you have the
1: same thing, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard going from bow to bow without a titanium kit. If you ask me, mm-hmm. I mean, ever since I did it on my old old bow Bowtech, um, I've been doing it on all my bows. And you also
1: have the eight-inch uh,
2: new acrylic stab off the front. Yeah. Looks yeah. like. Yeah, and this is in the. Um, electric blue and uh, the gray so again and that is with natural light there's no flashlight or anything inside of it no LED that is just natural light making that sucker glow yeah so this is the new Aluma series yeah and then just to continue the uh, setup here obviously it's the Matthews Phase 4 um, I got the uh, dialed um, dovetail mount here. Um, and then, of course, I got the Ultra View sight itself. Um, and then, uh, of course, rocking the electric blue VTX bow strings. Um, got some, some white string bats. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I really want to go there. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, got the blue popping on the bow. And then, of course, you know, we had to do the uh, arrows, arrow customizer, and we got the uh, white topo wraps on there. And of course, we have the Vapor Trail and AE Max. Um, Let me flushing. zoom in on those. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So you can tell it's got a little bit of a uh,
1: patriotic theme going on here. It's all the glitz and glam, mm-hmm. with the uh, vapor trail wrestling as well. Of course, don't yeah. forget.
2: Yeah. So that's that, uh, and then of course the low pro quiver, which I already talked about earlier. That pretty much sums it up. Oh, I have the titanium.
1: Yeah, still part of the fire knock kit. String stop. Yeah, string yeah. stop. Strings so, there. Yeah.
0: And that's the. That'll be the beast that you take out this weekend and and, and then, uh, uh, take
1: out a bear or two.
2: I was gonna say, yeah, don't mistake a bear. It would all be self-defense.
0: <laughs> With a bow. <laughs> Rick, you already did your bow. Oh, yeah. We've talked about my bow so many times, but um, oh. Mr. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, Quintana over here has a new setup I do. that he, he would does. like to talk about. I'm going to move um, Donnie out of the way here. Can only... Uh, there are certain things that have to be omitted from this conversation, but I will let him take over on that. And we'll be right back.
1: Hollywood here. New for the 2023 archery season is our brand new online arrow customizer. Build your victory or Easton arrows with multiple vein options, configurations, and custom arrow wraps in a large array of designs and colors. Spine indexing and expedited build options are also available so you can get back out in the field and flinging in style. Check out the Vapor Trail Arrow Customizer at www.vaportrailarchery.com forward slash arrow Yeah. Let's go, go for it. Uh, do you wanna pull up the camera, make sure? Got a good background. Is that good? Do you wanna use your Everybody's ball sack? <laughs> yeah. <further laughs> Move the towards Walter yeah. a little more. Okay, okay. There you go. And I'll stay off to the side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, this thing's wrenching me. Yeah, so I'm running uh Prime's new uh, flagship for twenty twenty four. Um absolutely love it. Second time I've ordered a bow from them and had no idea. Going off the table. (laughs) Uh, Second time I've ordered a Prime with having no idea how it shot or anything, just said, yep, order it up. I want it. Um, And the new features that they're coming out with this year just made me jump. I was like, "That's it's going to be awesome. Uh, I don't know. You guys haven't even shot it yet, but um, just the new things they put on it is amazing. Uh, Shoots... Better than my Nexus, I hate to say it, but I held on to that thing because I loved it so much. Um, But this thing will for sure be the main rig now. Um, This time it's just 70 pounds, not an 80-pound rig. Um, And uh, I've got the all-gray riser. I don't know if they'll be able to see it, but um, got their uh, exclusive quiver with tight spot. And um, that fits no problems with our rests. Um, and then running the Tetra max rise site. Um, and then obviously the, uh, VTX bowstrings and, uh, all flow pink, you know, just gotta be flashy when I'm out there, I guess. So, right. yep. <laughs> um, <It's the clears throat> yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it's the only way Quintana rolls. That's right. Uh, no one fricks with Quintana. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an absolute shooter. Um, stacks, arrows, no problems. Tuned up really nice. Um, and, again, the new features that are on it are just killer. Um, and, yeah, it's already seen the western states and no avail so far. But I'm going back out in a couple of weeks. And our stabilizers, we were so happy to see they match, like, to a T um, with their colors. So that will be Uh, fantastic when, you know, this drops and the stabs will drop, um, you know, they'll match up just fine. I'm running a 10 inch out the front and a eight out the back with a few extra ounces added there. Um, just to help balance out the bow and yeah, same arrow setup as, you know, previous podcasts I've talked about. Um, I don't have the branded vapor trail stuff, but I didn't feel like refletching a bunch of arrows. So, (laughs) (coughs) um, but yeah, I already took out a doe in a city hunt, and hopefully a buck here soon enough. But not gonna push it. Um, but yeah, it's it's killer. Um, but yeah, uh, we we will have these in store. Um, hopefully as soon as they can get them to us once they drop. Um, just all the new things that they're doing this year and what they've been doing in the last like two years, building up to this. Uh, definitely worth getting. I would say, um, and I think Rory might want to get one too. But. Yeah, it's it's so it's so nice. It's quiet and sh- just straight shooter. Love the grip on it, just like my Nexus. Uh, tune's great, shoots great. It's amazing, mm-hmm. uh, but it just looks
0: like a great bow. Uh, our buddy up over at The Edge TV and next level hunter, Steve Eklund, who was just on the podcast, has already uh, – taken a, a, a beautiful elk in the Rocky yep. Mountains with his and I believe Jason Mattsinger, uh has been shooting it as well as boy those Brockhouse Brock oh my gosh um, they've killed a few mule deer I think at this point they've been getting out and, and hammering some stuff with it and so yeah it's just it's going to be they're going to have have a,
1: a lot of kills under their belt yeah um, I, I think this year is going to be one of Prime's best years, just everything they did. Yeah, I, it's huge. I I love it, everything about it. <laughs> I'm too excited. <laughs> I'm too think excited. Think they might try to pick up Kyle Douglas. I was gonna text Brian and ask him. <laughs> they got to do something. Yeah. You'd think. Well, I don't know. I think too. This year, what's gonna be big for us? We have that duck camo hat. I think there's gonna be a lot of kills in it. Yeah. One already. Yep. At least one. Mm-hmm. It's my new hat now. Thank you for that random comment. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I was just thinking of that.
0: It's like a little plug. That's funny. All right. Well, what do you think,
1: Donnie? I mean, yeah, Donnie's pretty quiet over there. Shut the f*** up, Donnie.
2: <laughs> I am the walrus. I'm the walrus. What, are, what else
1: is
0: going on as far as industry? Yeah, let's talk about uh, Botech terminating
1: Kyle Douglas and Tim Gillingham. What the heck? Yeah, I mean... Those Kyle Douglas right? is the Jesus. I mean, he'll roll any day. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I,
1: yeah. It's, it's just, it's kind of sh-
0: it's shocking, but then I guess when you really, if you really dive deep into, you know, the struggles of the industry and everything like that, it's like, okay, you know, we could speculate all we want, but.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Um, you know,
1: some, I don't know. Someone's about to pick him up. It's going to be big. Um, yeah. There's. Yeah, like you said, we could speculate, and I could see conflict of interest with the new owners of Pure Archery and, you know, the dude, you know, the hammer. Right. Um, As far as his line of products versus theirs. Correct. Yeah. Um, That could be a conflict of interest, and I guess that kind of makes sense on the outside looking in, but. um, Well, I mean, maybe we talked about that a little bit, too, and I don't know
0: how much he's actually associated with Hamsky anymore, if that's what you're referring to. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I don't know, has he been shooting Hamsky has been yeah. shooting a Hamski rest the whole time? Yeah. And so that could be, yeah, like you're saying, could be, you know, with their other brands,
1: one of them being Ripcord. Right. I know and, Pure Archery is trying to do a big push back to their stuff, you know. Yeah, and, we've so, uh, witnessed it and experienced it firsthand.
0: Right, you yeah. Know? So uh, yeah. The Bowtech Pro Shop used to, well, buy a lot of stuff from us. A lot of arrow rests. Um, but, yeah, not anymore. Right. You know, and I guess... You know, it's one of those those brand loyalty things too, which we, which we, uh, um, strive to have as well, you know, so it's understandable. And, uh, but at the same time, it's kind of a bummer, I guess, but, uh, yeah. And so it sounds like they're going to be taking a good chunk of those funds and they're going to be putting it towards their amateur Amateur shooters. shooters, And then also a new, that's part of their new marketing plan. I don't know what else it is that they're going to do, but their focus is driving, customers to the pro shops. Yep. And so in order to do that, take care need, of the dealers. Yep. They need the funds. So they're like, hey Kyle, Tim. Good Peace. luck. Thanks. You've do been you think, great, but we're going to use your money elsewhere. Yeah. Do you think
1: uh way to go NFAA shooter of the year. Yes yeah. out. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were well used. Do you think uh <laughs> One of those guys will end up at Matthews. Maybe Douglas will be back at PSE, but I don't yeah. think Tim's going anywhere.
0: I mean, well, he'll probably yeah, just shoot what he wants and not, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know why anybody would pay him, but personally, yeah. I mean, and nothing against him. I I actually enjoy watching some of his videos, and I like that he does a lot of thinking outside the box and right. trying different things. You know, turning his bow into a walker. walker. Yeah. Um, I all, have all of those things. I have
2: noticed though, that the big shooters, when they, um, are loyal to one bow manufacturer and then go to another one, they, they, they catch a little bit of smack talk and, mm-hmm, um, yeah. you know, it doesn't show well, uh, as a flip flopper in the industry at all. And for the people that are hardcore and, and, and love the, their brand, mm-hmm. you know, I can see why they, they don't like it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And, and you know, and I think in Kyle's case, it's going to be a little bit different because he isn't making a conscious decision to move from one company to another. Right. It was it's his like, decision. See ya. Mm-hmm. So I think people, including myself, are going to have a little bit of grace for him in that respect. Oh, know? 100%. And, and with him probably being in a position now where he's heavily relying on that as his income. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, right. You know. It's just it's weird to you know you, you're with I'm using this as example.
2: I'm with Bowtech. It's the best bow I've ever yeah. shot in the world. Yep. Oh, now I'm going to shoot for Matthews. This is the best bow mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. So it's just you know that I think that's where the the persona and the the flip flopping image of okay, well, so you're just saying whoever pays you the most and who you're under contract with is the one who makes the best bow.
1: Mm-hmm. That's called so, the
2: archery
0: industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, w- I would agree that, you know, there's certain bows that I've shot that I like, uh, but they, I just don't mesh with that particular bow for some reason, 100%. you know, and I'm sure if I spent enough time with it or whatever, I could probably get it figured out. And, um, You know when you know I shot BoTex for a very long time, and then I switched over to uh, Prime, Mm -hmm. and it took me a minute took me a minute to kind of get the hang of just how it feels and how it shoots. And again, mm-hmm. just had to get some shots through it. And then it, and then it started to shoot really well. And then I started, then I shot the Matthews because we were doing all the R and D with it. Mm-hmm. And I was back to the drawing board again. You know? Yeah. Well,
2: that's the thing is when you
0: have these bow manufacturers, they all have their own accessories
2: and their compatibility with uh, your equipment that you've acquired over the years. And so all of a sudden it, d- it doesn't fit. On your new bow and yeah you're just like oh man now i have to buy this and this and this since mm-hmm. i changed where if you're usually with the same bow manufacturer all your accessories and you, you can keep migrating from them from you know for example from the v3 to the v3x to the phase four mm-hmm. i mean the only thing that you'd be really upgrading is the quiver right with the low pro but everything else you should be able to to, to keep graduating with mm-hmm. Um, so again that's just a, as an example so I see where you're getting at is like mm-hmm. going to the drawing board every time you switch a brand
1: yeah well and that, that happened to Broadwater too remember he went to Matthews and of of course he said publicly it was for you know his family You know, that's his job but then mm-hmm. after he went back to Hoyt he's like yeah I was struggling with Matthews anyway like he was yeah. always doing something mm-hmm. you know posting it on Instagram too like playing with this playing with that and it's like when you're used to you know, the grip angle and just the way the bows balance from one company for that long, then you Mm -hmm. go to another. It's like, this is a change.
0: Right. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, too, because I thought the post that he had made about going, leaving Hoyt, originally his plan was to retire.
1: Oh, maybe. Mm -hmm.
0: And then, you know, some conversations were had, and I think that then it was like, okay, well, you know, what's in the best interest for my family right now as far as, you know i mean if if a company is going to offer you a wad of cash right you know and again another guy that i would have that i have some grace for cuz right why would you you know what i mean like if you could shoot for five more years and then never have to work a day in your life again you yeah. know or at least have enough capital to invest in the next step or whatever it is that you want to do in life you know so um you know and then i guess kind of just got back into the swing of things and felt like he couldn't retire and but needed to move back to what performs well for him
1: yeah that'd be the way it is because
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Levi's another example right yeah
1: Levi left uh, for elite for that reason I you think know, he's he paid big buku bucks I think he had one of the like mo- I
0: think when he signed that contract with elite he blew every contract out of the water everybody mm-hmm. was like holy yeah and i can't i can't tell you what that number is because that's been probably the better part of the decade ago now but yeah. that was a big contract you know it's like man so it's an industry disruptor a little bit right yeah mm-hmm. and that happens
1: mm-hmm. yeah because uh, especially with him when he moves so does quarter of the population of bow hunters so
0: yeah, tell me about it. Remember when he when he started telling everybody about clocking your arrows and yeah, anytime the direction they come off mouth. the string. Same and it I Dudley. was like, all of a sudden it was call after call after call. What direction do you twist your strings? What direction do you twist your strings? And, still and needs, then I was completely still get them sometimes. I was completely naive to that, all of that, and I was like, it doesn't matter. And honestly, after all of every, all the testing and everything we've done. I would still say the same thing, although physics don't lie. It actually does affect the direction that the arrow spins out of the bow, which I was in complete denial about (laughs) at the time. (laughs) And And go go ahead and go in the detail
2: on what direction that is.
0: Well, so our strings are twisted clockwise, and so the arrow wants to rotate then counterclockwise coming out of the bow. So, uh, which is kind of the opposite of probably most, you know, most people probably use a right offset or right helical. For the fletching. So now you've got those two things kind of fighting each other as the arrow's coming out of the bow. And uh, my big thing is, is I want my arrow to spin in a direction that isn't going to loosen my point. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what direction the string's are twisted, I always want to use a right helical. Uh, and I've had never. i never done, like, any super extensive testing on the effects of having a left helical opposed to right on the same rig, uh, but Dudley's got a pretty good video say, out there right now. Is it a slow-motion slow, video? No, no, but he's just shooting several arrows at, what, like 70 meters, and he's and several got... several
1: different bows and several different strings.
2: I would like to see, like, um, obviously, so right off... Um, the bowstrings were going counterclockwise. I'd like to see it, like, where, how many inches off the bow until it, like, all of a sudden stops going left with your right helical for a right-hand shooter, and then all of a sudden starts going clockwise. I'd right. like to see, like, uh, the change and how far off the bow from by the
1: time you let go. Mm-hmm. I want say it's, like, like, 10 to happen. 15 feet out of the front of the bow. Like I've seen oh, it's they, that far out. There is oh, videos wow. of it where it's, like, stopping mm-hmm. and then starts correcting. oh wow
0: yeah because you can because like if you look at our slow motion videos on our rest you there's no spin yeah the arrow is far beyond the rest and you're still not spinning yet yeah it,
2: it doesn't have enough velocity yet in yeah. order
1: to start spinning yep. that's interesting shout thing. out to dudley he, he just smashed all that bs i and,
0: was so happy to see that because same. it's just a constant debate that i see it's one of the bigger ones you know and I I agree with playing around with different things as far as broadheads and stuff like that. If you're not able to get something to fly, you know, for, you know, you you can switch up the direction or, you know, some guys will fletch one right, fletch one left, fletch one straight, and then shoot all three and see what, you know, with that particular broadhead to see what it does. And then they'll, okay, rip the veins, decide which one's best, rip the veins off the other ones and then fletch them all the same. Yep. And, um, you know, and that's really splitting hairs. I mean, as far as a majority of the hunters that are out there, you know, um, but you know, for the guys like, like us that really like to dive deep and go down that rabbit hole, it's, it's fun to play around and just talk about it. I think,
2: well, I think that's the real like romantic infatuation of archery. It's the physics behind it of, you know, understanding it and making your rig, even better with, you know, taking that knowledge and applying it. Um, so I was uh, really amazed to see when we launched the arrow customizer on how many people uh, want the 4 fletched arrow versus the 3 fletched mm-hmm. arrow. Yeah. Because we were talking about, um, you know, how fletching truly affects uh, the rotation of your arrow and, and, and the flight of your arrow. So um go go ahead and go into a little detail on the four fletch versus three
1: fletch. I've played four fletch and three fletch games before. Um <laughs> I'm back to three with a longer um vein. Uh so like It's technically 2.63 or whatever, so it's the hybrid 26. Um, So you got a little more surface area there for stability, and that is the main and the biggest reason why people go to four fletch um, stability reasons. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so similar setup as Rory, Um, and I'm running a left helical instead of a right. Um, But the biggest thing is just having the stability um, with you know the wind. Uh, blowing your arrow, the four fletch just gives you a little bit more stability with it. Um, but I don't know, I'm still accurate at 80 yards with it. I just, for whatever reason, this is where I feel like it's up to you. You know, where I just felt like my arrows were grouping better with the three fletch vein versus four. And another thing is, you're adding roughly five to eight more grains, depending on what fletchings you're using, uh, to the back of the arrow. And I don't know. That's just enough to play with my setup where I don't want it. Um, but short and simple. It's just usually stability reasons. Um, just nice and stable shooting, and especially like uh, up in the north here, um, you're trying to make a shot in 20 to 30 yards max, and you're trying to stabilize that arrow flight as fast as you can. And having that fourth leg essentially is going to do that, um, or running, you know, a longer vein. But um, at that point, you can just uh, have a smaller vein running for instead. Yeah, so. that's
0: that's what I was gonna say. Is I think, you know, if you want to run a smaller vein, I can see it being advantageous in that particular application. And you know, for some people, I mean, you know, for me, it would be. I have never really never had too much trouble having getting an arrow to steer properly with a three fletch, mm-hmm. and I probably would. Never go to a four fletch unless I was having problems, and again, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not the right thing to do. You know, I don't know. You know, when when guys are ordering them from this from the customizer, I'm not sure if they order it that way because of uh, you know some information that they've read about or heard or with that specific vein or you know. But I just all setups are so much different. Mm-hmm. Your broadhead, you know, some people really, you know, if you've got a you know a four blade broadhead then some people would argue well then you want to have a four Four, fletch and so um again you know i i fall in that
2: category where i have a tri fixed broadhead so i rock three fletchings
0: yeah
1: even dudley i mean like he he'll run a four fletch but that's only for like one setup and then he'll go you know back to a three right so you know it depends
0: on what you're what you're doing and what you're playing with and if you have time to do it <laughs>
1: yeah, it just depends yeah. on what you're gonna roll. I mean, what you right rolling?
0: now with my bow, it's like, man, it's stacking them at 30. That's all I needed to do. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not gonna be shooting anything farther than that. So hunting the big woods in For Minnesota, now. Minnesota, baby. For now, yeah. right this year, anyway. Yeah. Other than you know shooting the target in my backyard at 70, but
1: you uh, gonna put in any points here uh, coming up?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll probably still continue to do uh, Colorado, mm-hmm. Utah.
1: What about Idaho? I mean, Are you going to try and jump into that mess? No. Last year was an absolute disaster. No.
0: The only, I guess, well, I was just about to say, the only reason I would go Idaho is if I was looking to go over the counter and get something kind of quick, but I guess that it's not like that anymore. No, so it's great Um So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, definitely go North Dakota – Definitely apply for Minnesota bear again. Um, By North Dakota, I mean the any deer tag. Uh, So if you drew Colorado,
2: where would you go in in the great state of Colorado? Um,
0: Well, I guess that's going to be kind of up to ears. Oh, you let him guide you? (laughs) Yeah, because I don't – I mean, we've talked about it briefly, but I haven't, you know, it's like I haven't really bothered to dive into it until I – commit, you know, to getting a tag or whatever. And so, um, yeah, I just, I want to, I want to draw a tag out there. So then that way we can, we can access, you know, some limited draw areas and not, you know, kind of avoid the crowds a little bit. And and then that way we can go to a space too, where, um, where he'd want to hunt also. Yeah, yeah. You know? How how hard is it to get um, a bighorn sheep tag out there when you're a non-resident? Everywhere's pretty Probably hard. can't ever get one unless you have like a guide or a governor's tag tag or lottery or uh yeah i mean you can do um so the western hunting expo i think is probably one of your better chances if you know and i don't know i would have to look at this is i'm just kind of off the cuff here but with us being in our 40s and the points creep i don't think there's a chance you could draw just naturally at this point probably in any state mm-hmm. okay um well maybe north dakota
1: yeah there there are odds there it's just a random draw yeah six tags and and when we go we'll
0: have to bring our walkers Yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah exactly it'd be a tough one i'll be running <laughs> Yeah, show sure. off but yeah you can you could probably you know you could get a tag through an outfit or yeah uh, governor's tag or something like that but you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars easy mm. uh,
1: Ben Katormsen has some good spots for us I think Montana mm, that's right he it does
0: <laughs> <laughs> come on Ben yeah hook it up mm.
1: yeah god dang it what do you call him Dover, Dover. <laughs> where is that come from just his first name is ben yeah just say his name ben dover
0: oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> okay uh the dude abides man the dude abides
1: all right boys
0: thrown in random should we go roll lebowski quotes i'm gonna take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the trigger till it goes click <sighs> jesus you said it man He's a pervert, all dude.
2: Right,
1: Pedder ass. Pedder ass. Pet her
2: ass. That's right.
0: Serious. Did six months in Chino for exposing <laughs> himself to an eight-year-old. Eight-year-old. <laughs> Has dude. to go door to door. Eight-year-olds, dude. Quite. Just love that movie, dude. It's just I'm so I'm so glad I got this get up. Like I'm I'm gonna wear it. I do. I wear this at home now. You just sipping coffee. Once. Yeah, and my wife's all. Go- oogly over it you know she's like oh she likes so, it too you look so sophisticated and artsy Katie mm. likes when I wear this too. so now I take up doing Tai Chi on the yeah, room yeah I was that, about how Megan would love to just
2: put her fingers through my hair on this one <laughs> <laughs> your buckwheat haircut <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly right. grab my fishnets hey watch my
0: military spike babe there you go <laughs> yeah I'm gonna start probably doing Tai Chi in the living room you know with the rug that ties the room together yeah <laughs> What's, the
2: best part is like when he does the movie he's got like a nice buzz and he's like about to fall over like
0: three or four times through yeah. the tai chi move This a, I even got the the classy uh, yes tai chi shoes <laughs> those are tasty yeah What's actually say? not bad found them on Poshmark for like 20 bucks Pfft, steal so comfortable dude I would have never um, paid retail price for them. you gonna start hunting with those it would have been ridiculous some uh, speed shoes, man. Maybe. run yeah. running the hills.
1: <laughs> <laughs> speed I'll be the
0: new I'll be the guy now that, that brings these shoes into the hunting industry, like all the goofballs with Crocs.
1: Crocs or the uh the leather boots or whatever? Well so what? what the what? Shoes? Crispies? I did not no.
2: know uh guys are hunting with crocs. It was just so you can kick off your Crocs no, quick and supposed, get on your socks. They're quiet. To
1: be quieter. I tried it last year and it just I don't know if I had like the driest brush in the league or what but it's like (laughs) I'm like this is dumb like I'm going back to my boots I thought
2: it would just be so you can kick off your shoes really quick and get in your socks for stalking
1: that's eventually what I did but okay um, I wouldn't recommend that either my god so pokey out there
0: yeah no I I can't I wouldn't do it yeah you got to do you got to walk like um, you know uh, toe to heel First That's how you have to do it Like a ninja Yeah you, you walk toe to heel That's the quiet way to walk Did you have a ninja outfit When you grew up? Me? Because I had like two or three I have a ninja outfit now Yeah It's yeah. called the Sitka Fanatic Hoodie Yeah I got that too And
2: It's a modern day ninja outfit Yeah like it But that's it Yeah That's
0: it Yeah But you got have like Black Shadow Ninja outfit like not a real legit ninja outfit, no. Yeah. Did you have one when you're younger?
2: I don't think so. I thought I was a ninja. I had bear claws. I would climb trees and
0: houses and shit. Oh damn, dude! Sheesh. Yeah.
2: I had one That's... of those. Remember the the rope with the the big uh, hook on the end? Oh, oh a dude, grappling yeah, grappling hook. Yeah, a grappling oh, yeah, hook. Yeah, dude.
0: I had that and everything. I had a sword. Wow. Yeah. I, I had was... my uh, my sister's friend told me that she was a ninja and I believed her. That's cool. I had throwing stars, too. For, like, a long time, too. I Honestly, like, really, that's the time I got into archery.
2: I was like, dude, these ninjas shoot bows, too. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, well, uh, look at Rambo does it. My favorite ninja, the G.I. Joe ninja, Shadow, he shoots
0: a bow. Shoot, I'm going all in. Yeah, dude, can we talk about Rambo? So we were talking, Steve and I were talking, to Steve Eklund, and he had said he was kind of giving us the origin story of his hunting career, and it started with Rambo. Hell yeah. And similarly with me... First Blood? I, I can't remember which episode we talked about it, but I had mentioned that Rambo was a big influencer in the... in the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he football. knocked an arrow in on every one, right? I know for sure, three, he just was... He had
2: exploding, exploding arrows on the AMAX. Yeah,
0: and First Blood was a little bit different, right? Like It was um, less turbo extreme. Yeah, it was like in the city, and it was kind of... I think he you know it, he introduced you know the classic survival knife and yep. all of that, the but I don't knife. remember it wasn't until first blood part two that was the one yeah. that that hooked me. I was like, yes, and then yeah. ramble three was the one where uh that I think it was that the Russians or whatever they had that helicopter with all those missiles on the side. Oh, yeah. And that scene where he's like, the helicopter's coming over the top of him. And- well, and from, you know, they don't do it now that I'm
2: aware of, but, like, back in those days, like, when Rambo first came out, the Marines, they would train with a bow and arrow as well. Hmm. That'd be so sick.
1: Heck, yeah, dude. Yeah. But I can't
2: imagine the pain. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You can you can take someone out 60, 80 yards and be super stealth about it quietly yeah but now suppressors are pretty awesome so <laughs> you don't need it, it the bow and arrow anymore yeah. and when just it comes pew, to pew the warfare him, just
0: pew pew, pew pew but I guess we, when you run out of bolts, right
1: Rambo is much before my time that's true
0: you could you could like you know Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead you know have you ever seen that Where uh, like yeah I love that whacks joke. him in the head with a crossbow bolt and then he pulls the bolt out and then knocks it and uses it again yeah he, that sh- it, you know that show dro always drove me nuts because um he used a striker crossbow mm-hmm. and when he was like when he'd be running around with it you could the string was like cocked but it wasn't it was like they just built a super long string for it cuz you could oh. tell the limbs were still like out, flared out. Yeah. They weren't flexed, you know. They didn't yeah.
1: want an Alec Baldwin a crew member. So. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah.
0: But oh, D- Daryl Dixon,
1: man, it, And really his knife.
2: Do you know I own the exact same knife, the 1918 like um, bunker stalking knife. The the Rambo one. Um, the one with basically a brass knuckle with the blade in the end. Oh. Matter of fact, I have it. Let's show and tell it right now. <laughs> this thing is sick. So You're going to love it. You love knives.
0: So my question was, is that a Rambo knife, or was that a Daryl Dixon knife? It's a Daryl Dixon knife. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, dang. Look at that. U.S. 1918.
2: Now, um, that is a replica, but the originals, dude, they go for thousands of dollars on eBay. I'm not kidding you. And that's pure brass in the handle, um, which is basically brass knuckles, and then it's got the double-edged... Blade at the end, it's Go ahead, just pull it tight.
0: off. It's kind of an interesting. It's got like what's what's the okay. deal with like the little felt? It's just so you when you're you know it. after
2: you're done killing someone, um, and you you know there's some other enemy that is close by, you can sheath it again without um, being noisy. So that felt keeps it really quiet. Mm. Soaks up the blood. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Oh, that does <laughs> make sense.
0: Yeah. See, it's quiet, isn't it? Yeah. And then you got the. The skull cracker, yep, on the back. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Right? Happy Halloween, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Why
1: well, don't you show us your gun,
0: Walt? <laughs> yeah. What yep. else? What else you got in there, Walter? Yeah. In the in, the, by the way, he's got a bowling bag down here with a ball in it and weaponry. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Did you bring fricking Marty Ackerman's dog too with you? I mean, you got you got the that f- dog has papers, dude. It's a show dog. Show dogs. <laughs> get f-ing papers. It's a show dog, man. You can't board it. That's right. It loses its hair. It was, hair falls out and everything. It's not taking your turn, dude. It's not drinking your beer. Not buying it a f-ing beer, dude. <laughs> yeah. If only Don right, were folks. here to you, chime in.
2: You should just, you know, honestly, you should splice all our stupid uh, uh, reenactments or our little, little quotes here.
0: Oh, we will. We, yeah. This is all gold. This is all gold. Yeah, some. I feel like your something happened with your wig there. It almost you kind of look like a silverback right now. Yeah, yeah okay.
2: thank you. I've been working out. There you go. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, so this. I have such a pinhead. This
0: shit, this shit rides up on oh, me. Oh, it's fine now. Should we do uh, dad jokes real quick? Yeah. Hey, why not? Let's see if I can find one.
2: Hollywood. Are we
0: supposed to say something in here? Well, we're
2: gonna just see if we can even
0: find a funny dad
2: joke. What does a mummy listen to? On Halloween. Hmm. That sounds like one. Oh, rap music.
1: <laughs> Tupac, maybe.
0: <laughs> California. <laughs> I used to think Dalton. it was. I I thought it was. Uh, uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> That's what I used to think they said. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it's supposed to say? Uh, what it count? California. C-
2: city of Compton.
0: Knows how but to party. Knows how to party. party. Yeah. Who's had a party? Yeah. yeah. I thought they said, In no the doubt city. about it,
2: welcome to the
1: wild, wild west. <laughs> 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 right? That's the same one. I'm going to have to listen to that now, right after this. So I can just jam out in the pro shop. Yeah, dude. Just play that. Let's
0: get some 90s rap going up in there.
1: Jeez. Spencer had Biggie pop fa- That's my favorite rap. Yesterday. 90s rap. What that's do crap. you give a deer with an upset stomach? Elka Seltzer. <laughs> get it like an elk? <laughs> yeah, but it's still just like it's not <laughs> the same breed, though. It's no. like a totally different animal. I <laughs> know. <laughs>
2: That's what made it funny. It's a stretch. it was So
0: stretchy. <laughs> oh wow. Stretchy. Yeah. That's funny. Why do people hate vampires so much? Because they're a pain in the neck. Ooh, that's wow. actually a good one. But really, it's because they suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that was good. I'm so, gonna give you that one. That's, thanks. They, I should. We should send them a letter and tell them they need to add that one to the website. That'd be perfect. The website of a hundred spooky dad jokes. (sighs) Yeah. All right, folks. So that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find us at the range podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Also be sure to head over to the vapor trail and Stoke ride social channels and give us a follow. If you're listening, be sure to give us five stars and give us a, a huge thumbs up. Leave a comment. Let everybody know how awesome the podcast is. Be sure to head over our Vapor Trail YouTube channel. If you like the video, hit that thumbs up button and make sure to subscribe so you can be up to date on all things archery. Big thanks to Walter, Jesus, Quintana, and of course Donnie in the Folgers camp for taking the time out of their busy day to be here today. And with that, we are going to pack up our bows and arrows and we are hitting the range. Have a good day, everybody. Peace. Vapor Trail is now offering an exclusive discount to the Range Podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP fifteen. That's T R P fifteen at checkout for fifteen percent off VTX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stokerize branded T-shirts, hats, and other gear. Ooh. Heard it. What nice shot. What in the hell went flying? <laughs> I,
2: think, I think he cut the. I think he cut the tube at the bottom.